Welcome to a special bonus episode of The GOAT, Tom Brady. I'm Gary Myers, and this is bonus episode number five, Brady's Home-Cooked Super Bowl. My special guests coming up are Tom Brady Sr. and Dan Shaughnessy, the Hall of Fame columnist from the Boston Globe. Super Bowl 55 is a fascinating matchup. It's the Generation Gap Super Bowl. Tom Brady versus Patrick Mahomes. The Goat versus the Baby Goat. The Tampa Bay Bucks and the Kansas City Chiefs. Tom Brady is 43 and going for his seventh Super Bowl championship. Patrick Mahomes is only 25, but is already on a path to one day be grouped with the best to ever play the game. He's trying to lead the Chiefs to back-to-back Super Bowl victories, which has not been done since Brady and the Patriots won two in a row in 2003 and 2004. The second against the Philadelphia Eagles, who were then coached by current Kansas City coach Andy Reid. Mahomes was just six and a half years old when Brady won his first Super Bowl following the 01 season. Mahomes' father, Pat, a former Major League Baseball pitcher, is 50, just seven years older than Tom Brady. But that's just part of the backstory. The real story is this. Tom Brady will be playing in his 10th Super Bowl. John Elway is next among quarterbacks with five. Brady is going for his seventh victory. Joe Montana and Terry Bradshaw are next with four. If you don't count Brady's rookie year in 2000, when he threw only three passes, or 2008, when he suffered a season-ending knee injury in the first quarter of the first game, he has played 19 seasons and been to 10 Super Bowls. That means he's made it to the Super Bowl, for those of you who are not good in math, more than 50% of the time. That's crazy. Just to put this in perspective, Michael Jordan played 15 years in the NBA and went to six NBA finals. He won all six, but his last championship came when he was 34 years old. As I said, Brady is 43. LeBron James turned 36 in December, soon after he played in his 10th finals in 17 seasons, but he has a losing record at four and six. People have asked me if Brady wins Super Bowl 55 on February 7th, if he will retire. I think it's just the opposite. It will motivate him even more to win Super Bowl 56. Besides, he has a $25 million guaranteed contract for next season. So unless something changes with his passion for the game, if it dissipates or physically he doesn't feel capable, then I believe he will return for at least one more year. I'm going to start off with Tom Brady Sr. Tom and Tom Sr. are best friends and golfing buddies. Brady Sr. and I became friendly when I was researching my Brady versus Manning book, and I always found him extremely forthcoming. Tom told his father how he will determine when it's time to quit. He put it in simple terms. As long as he doesn't suck, he will keep playing. Makes sense. Here was my question to Tom Sr. this week. Have you got a sense from Tom 
about how much longer he wants to play. He's always said 45. Do you think that's still accurate, or do you think he wants to keep going as long as he's playing well and feeling well? Uh, I, you know, I, that's a good question, Gary. Uh, he keeps saying, I'm going to play until I suck. And the other is, <laughs> says, I, I am loving what I'm doing. So um, where else can you go love what you do? I mean, once you're done, you're done. And then now I would say this about Tommy as much as anybody that I've ever met is he is so dedicated to his way of life and his craft, whether it's it's a working out and doing all of the necessary preparations to allow him to play a football season at this age is not it, 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 it's it's taxing, but in its own way, it's it's rewarding. You know, again, mm-hmm. it's it's tough on Sunday when you if. I, I don't have, uh, you know, 70,000 people applauding me when I walk into my office every morning. <laughs> I mean, this is, this is a pretty good gig, you know. You, you go out there and you work your tail off, and, and there's he's had more rewards than anybody else in the history of the game. So um, I guess you just, it's not a matter of milking it. You just keep con- developing it. And um, he works so hard. And again, I'd say he works as hard as anybody that I've ever heard of to be able to keep his body in shape and, and to keep the team as the, the foremost part of his life. So it's, it's pretty, pretty cool. I don't know that I don't know that he's going to want to quit at 45 or 46. But on the other hand, you know, it's 20, been 21 years so far. and Maybe there's going to be another year or two after this. The Bucks are the first team to play the Super Bowl on their home field. Brady now joins Peyton Manning, Kurt Warner, and Craig Morton as the only quarterbacks to take two different teams to the Super Bowl. Peyton Manning, so far, is the only quarterback to win the Super Bowl with two different teams. Brady played great in the first half of the Bucks' 31-26 victory over the Packers in the NFC Championship game last weekend. But in a span of just 10 plays overlapping the third and fourth quarters, he threw interceptions on three consecutive possessions. Fortunately for him, he was bailed out by the Bucks' defense. Green Bay turned those three turnovers into just six points, and then an awful game management decision by Packers coach Matt LaFleur with just over two minutes left prevented the Packers from having an opportunity to send the game into overtime with a touchdown and two-point conversion. LaFleur went for a field goal instead of keeping the ball in Rodgers' hands on fourth and goal from the eight-yard line. Imagine he took the ball out of the player who will soon be named MVP for the 2020 season. LaFleur was counting on his defense getting the ball back to Rodgers with a chance to win. But Brady ran out the clock. Brady called his parents Sunday night in California as he was driving home after the Bucks team plane landed in Tampa. That's his usual post-game routine. Tom's parents each had COVID earlier in the season, and Tom Sr. told me he spent 18 days in the hospital. Tom's mother, Galen, a cancer survivor, was not hospitalized. Thankfully, they have recovered and plan to travel to Tampa next week to attend the Super Bowl. Brady is the first veteran quarterback to switch teams and make it to the Super Bowl in his first season. 
I asked Tom Sr. what kind of journey it's been for Tom and the Brady family this season. Well, for him, he's uh, made a big kind of life-changing decision and, and uh, going down to uh, Tampa Bay you know, and in the off-season. And it was a really, um, you know, it was a difficult decision. And yet, you know, after 20 years, it was just time to make it make a move. And I think uh, for us, we're just we're kind of long for the ride. We're just uh, happy that he made the decision. He knew that they had a good team, and we knew that uh, that the Super Bowl was going to be in Tampa Bay. And we thought, oh my God, wouldn't that be unbelievable? Uh, it was so far out of sight, especially after the first twelve games when we were seven and five, and then we've just gone on a winning streak now, and. Uh, I guess we've, we're at the 18, six, six games in a row and uh, playing well on the road. But for the family, we just, we've kind of just shaken our heads. Uh, it, it didn't look like a, the, the team was in sync for a while. And then after their bye week, they got it going right. And um, now, uh, obviously, we're, we're home in, in Tampa Bay for, for the big game. Uh, for us, though, we're really happy. Really happy for Tommy and happy for him. And he's happy. He, I mean, we, we talked a few weeks ago and he said the good thing about this is that the, the guys, all the guys on the team are great and, and a lot of them never been to the Super Bowl. And I'd love to have them have that experience. Mm. So fortunately, we've been able to get there. Is, is there a way to compare um, how he feels about this accomplishment versus? Getting to the any of the other nine in, in New England, um, uh, I don't think so. I, I mean, yeah, this is this is kind of unusual to go to a new team and then go to the Super Bowl. But I think every one of them is a special experience. I mean, I, these guys, you know, this year I, I was listening to a New York Giants coach the other day talk about how impossible this season has been the stress that it's put on everybody and uh, i think with um with any all the teams i mean all this protocol and trying to zoom and do and no preseason and no off season and no um it's been really hard to, to keep these guys engaged and some of the guys it, it it's it's critical to their mental health and then so as a result i just i just think this whole season has been an unduly difficult season for everybody and as a result um to, to come out at the end with with the opportunity to play in the super bowl is just uh, an immense reward for the diligence that, that everybody has to bring to the table the bucks have won seven games in a row since losing to the Chiefs 27-24 on November 29th. Mahomes has made it to three AFC title games and two Super Bowls in his first three years as the Chiefs starter. This will be the fifth meeting between Brady and Mahomes. Tom won the first two, Patrick has won the last two. Three of the four Brady versus Mahomes games have been wild shootouts, so don't be surprised if the Super Bowl is a high scoring game. Think about this. Brady won the first meeting 43-40 in 2018. 
Brady threw for 340 yards and one touchdown. Mahomes threw for 352 yards and four touchdowns. Brady won the second meeting, a 37-31 overtime victory in the 2018 AFC Championship game. Brady threw for 348 yards and one touchdown. Mahomes threw for 295 yards and three touchdowns. And in the Chiefs' victory over the Bucks this season, Brady threw for 345 yards and three touchdowns, while Mahomes threw for 462 yards and three touchdowns, all to Tyreek Hill. In fact, Hill had seven catches for 203 yards and two touchdowns in the first quarter as the Bucks tried to control him with single man-to-man coverage. The Bucks wisely doubled Hill after that and held him to six catches for 66 yards and a touchdown the last three quarters. Held him, relatively speaking. You're listening to a special episode of The GOAT, Tom Brady. We'll be back in a moment. After the 2018 AFC Championship game, Brady and Mahomes missed connections meeting up on the field. Once Brady emerged from the locker room and was on his way to the team bus, he stopped by the Chiefs locker room to visit with Mahomes. Here's what he told him, according to a story after the game by our guest last week, Peter King of NBC. Quote from Brady, I just went and saw him. I mean, He's feeling like you think he'd feel when you lose a game like this. It hurts. What a great young player. So impressed with his poise, his leadership. He is spectacular. The respect is mutual. After the Chiefs clinched their spot in the Super Bowl, here's what Mahomes said about Brady. Yeah, I mean, the Super Bowl is the Super Bowl. Uh, being able to go up against one of the, one of the greatest, if not the greatest quarterback of all time, in his 150th Super Bowl, I mean, it's going to be a great experience for me. I mean, to, to go out there and get to have a chance to repeat and get to do it against the best, I mean, it's, uh, it's something special, and I'm excited for the opportunity. It only feels like Brady has been in 150 Super Bowls. Maybe they should rename it the Brady Invitational. Brady won his sixth Super Bowl two years ago. Mahomes won his first last year. This is the first-time quarterbacks who won the previous two Super Bowls will meet. The Bucks are just the fifth team to win three playoff games on the road to get to the Super Bowl, joining the 85 Patriots, the 05 Steelers, the 07 Giants, and the 2010 Packers. All but the 85 Patriots went on to win the Super Bowl. The Bucks won on the road in Washington, New Orleans, and Green Bay, eliminating three of the four NFC division champions. If the Bucks beat the Chiefs, it means in their last three games, Brady will have defeated Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, and Patrick Mahomes, who have all been Super Bowl MVPs. The Bucks had a lot of talent before Brady arrived. That's one of the reasons he signed with them. But they had no history of winning. They needed a culture shift. They needed Tom Brady. And here's Tom on whether he thought this could be a Super Bowl season when he signed with the Bucks back in March. 
you know, I think it's hard to envision, you know, this is a, a goal, but at the same time, it's a, it's a week to week league. So, you know, we're at seven and five, seven games ago, not feeling great, you know, felt like, you know, we needed to find our rhythm and played four great games down the stretch last quarter of the season. And then after that, it was just all bonus and we just had to go play well. And we played well in Washington, uh, played well all the way around in, uh, in New Orleans against a great football team. And then came up here knowing that we needed to play great. And uh, the guys came through. Everyone stepped up to the challenge. And, um, again, just a great football's ultimate team sport. And uh, it takes everybody. And everybody plays a role. And uh, just so proud of this whole team. And, again, just blessed to be a part of it. Back in Boston, they are upset how this all has played out. The Patriots finished 7-9 and nine this season and out of the playoffs for the first time since 2008 and just the fourth time this century. I went to Dan Shaughnessy to get the inside story of the mood in New England. He's been the voice and conscience of Boston sports for a long time as the number one sports columnist for the Boston Globe. He's also in the Baseball Hall of Fame in Cooperstown. So, Dan, let me ask the primary question here is what is the reaction in Boston to Brady making it to a Super Bowl in his first year with the Bucs? Happy for Brady? Mad at Brady for leaving? Mad at Belichick for letting him leave? How would you summarize that? We've seen this sort of evolve here in New England with the, the feeling toward Tom and the Patriots and Belichick since the time he left, which was St. Patrick's Day. And, you know, there was some anger out of the gate. And then once the season got going, people had to decide, do you want Tom? Do you want the Patriots? And I think some people wanted both, but mostly it's split. People have chosen sides. And, of course, as the Patriots got worse and finished out of the playoffs, and then Tom got better and started winning in the playoffs, there's been a lot of transference to the Tom camp. And people are angry at Belichick and Kraft for not keeping him. So the narrative is really strong in Tom's favor now because he's on top. And it looks like he's kind of given the big foam middle finger to Gillette Stadium every time they, they advance in this thing. It's, it's like he's already won. And this has really dented the Belichick aura here, which no longer is in Bill We Trust. There's a lot more, well, you never won without Brady. And that's, that's got to be hard for him. Do you think um, on February 7th that the majority of Patriots fans, I understand what you're saying about the shift there, but do you think um, they'll be rooting for Brady or will a Brady victory in a Super Bowl just actually make them feel worse? I think most fans in New England are now rooting for Brady to win the Super Bowl. They they feel it's, it's a little bit like they probably felt a hundred years ago when Babe Ruth went to the Yankees. It got so bad here that they're like actively trying to make things even more uncomfortable in Foxborough. It's like, you let him go, you didn't have a successor, you didn't have a plan, now look what happened. And there's a lot of anger in our region about the Red Sox salary dump of Mookie Betts, who's a player in his prime. That happened, and he won the World Series, and the Red Sox finished in the last place. Mm-hmm. So these things are not equal. But they're being talked about in the same breath now because the fans of the two most important teams in New England, Red Sox and Patriots, they feel violated on on every level with these deals. Here's an incredible stat. This is Brady's third Super Bowl after turning 40 in August of 2017. Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, and Dan Marino, three of the top 10 quarterbacks in NFL history, have combined to play in three Super Bowls in their careers. 
Brady now has won one NFC championship after spending the first 20 years of his career in the AFC. He has won as many NFC titles as Breeze and Rodgers. The Brady or Belichick argument will go on forever. Brady needed Belichick to draft him when he's passed over 198 times in 2000. He needed Belichick and his staff to develop him. Then once it became clear that Brady was a special player, Belichick needed Brady more than Brady needed Belichick. Here's Dan Shaughnessy on Brady versus Belichick. I asked him if the results of this season have altered his thinking on who deserves more credit. I, I will say this, that, that I once said to Red Auerbach, well, you know, you never won anything without Bill Russell. And, and Red said, yeah, what's your point? It, it didn't bother him. And he, he knew he never <laughs> won a championship till Russell got here. But I think for Bill, this has been, this has been tough. And, uh, you know, Bill's got all those rings, the rings with the Giants, all the rings here. I think it's short-sighted to just look at this now and say, well, Belichick never won without Brady. I don't think that's fair. And I do think in a 20-year double dynasty that the coaching and the system is really the most important thing. I'm holding on to that, all evidence to the contrary right now. Because right now it looks like it was all Tom. I just don't believe a single player does that in this sport. I think in football the system and, and the coaching, the player acquisition, the mindset that they have, the preparation they have, Week in and week out, I think that's that carried him more than a single player. I still believe that. They were also carried by being in a really bad division where the Jets, Dolphins, and Bills never competed. That helped. But, you know, Tom was great. The system was great. And I think it's a little bit short-sighted to assign all of it to Tom at this hour. Obviously, I knew how Tom Sr. would answer the same question, but decided to ask him anyway. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm obviously biased, but that being said, you know, it's, it's. Um, I think it's really difficult to, to make a, a, a determination on something like that, given that the elements of a successful franchise uh, are multifaceted. And I think with um, I think coaching is one element, and, and you can even go so far as to look at last night's ball game, where Lafleur made a decision that may well have cost the Patri- uh, the Packers the the season, mm-hmm. and and you know, so you got to have a, a coach that is brilliant, and you got to have. Um, you got to have players that perform, and I don't care how good Tommy was without Belichick or how good Belichick was without Brady. They're not generally nearly as good without each other, and when you get two of the very best in their areas, then they've been able to excel. So I, I in no way, um, minimizing uh, coaching because you saw what coaching did last night in the Packers and why they're going home. Why did Bill Belichick make Brady a contract offer after the 2019 season that he knew he would refuse? Why did Tom want out of New England so badly? Brady was tired of Belichick. He looked around and wondered where all the cap space he was saving Belichick by taking under market contracts was going. Certainly not to pay elite skill position players. Belichick must have thought Brady's skill set was declining and didn't want to commit to him for more than one year at a time. Here's more of my conversation with Tom Brady Sr. 
you know, we've heard so much stuff during the course of the season about how much fun he's having. And, you know, Bruce Arians being a, a player's coach. Should we take that to mean that he just wasn't having fun anymore in New England? I kind of take it to mean that he, after 20 years, uh, even with great successes, that sometimes you need a change. I don't know if there's ever been a football player really that stayed on one team for 20 years. Probably has been, but it's tough when you are the lead dog and every year there is pressure on you to perform at the highest level. There's, there's, as Belichick is very often quoted is there's no days off. Mm -hmm. Do your job and there's no days off. And that for 20 years, that is a mantra that you're going in one direction. It's nice to be able to breathe and get a start in a different direction. And that's not to say that obviously that the Belichick system or the, the way he's coached is extraordinarily successful. He's the best coach ever. And I don't think there's too many people that dispute it. That being said, you know, after a while, Everybody kind of moves on. The best, the best in the best. You know, Peyton went somewhere. Joe Montana went somewhere. Mm-hmm. Red Far went somewhere. Everybody oftentimes goes somewhere if they've been there for 20 years. And even the fact that you go there 20 years, you may be at a place for 20 years, but there may have been a change in coaches along the way. And so it just, you just go by the one Bible for a while and then it's, time to to make an adjustment but i don't think there's any uh, intention to uh, dismiss the great great 20 years in new england bruce arians is not nearly as good a coach as belichick but his players love him and they love playing for him former jets coach rex ryan said on espn last weekend that players wanted to go to new england to play with brady not to play for belichick I think he's right about that one. Belichick is consistent. Whether it's Brady or the 53rd man on the roster, he treats all his players exactly the same. He never gets close to his players. That included Brady. Despite all their accomplishments together over two decades, it was strictly a business relationship. Tom Sr. told me years ago, Belichick kept his distance from Tom because he knew one day it would be an ugly ending. He was right. Tom's departure from New England played out exactly as his father predicted. No, I I really wasn't surprised. And and I think it's true with, you know, I I was reading about Ted Thompson and and, uh, finally making a decision on Brett Favre. I mean, how move on from Brett Favre and, and so that the, the coach's jobs are to coach the team as best they can and um, and it, you got to leave personalities and histories out of out of the and, and the emotion out of the decision and that's what Bill's able to do and that's why he's had such an incredible success for all these years and as a result um, you know he makes cold hard decisions the players every year make cold hard decisions because they're asked to take pay cuts or they're 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 given bottom basement contracts or they're 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 just not valued as uh, as they would like to be valued in their in the, the team's eyes so um 
it's it's a hard decision. It, every every year is a difficult decision for these guys. So with with uh, and and then and the players know how they're how they're care or how they're cared for or how they're uh, valued mm-hmm. in, in the different teams. And and so if, if you don't feel like you're being valued, and this is every single player in the league, then then you have to to find some place where you're happy. And so. Um, that's what everybody does, and uh, every player every year. So um, I, I, I don't. Again, I you can't take anything away from the 20 years in New England, but this is a, a, a slightly different. Um, or it's a very different environment that he's in right now, and and at age 43, he's looking for different things than he was looking for at 23. And as a result, um, he's he's happy, and I'm sure that the, the Patriots, after having undergone a, a very difficult season this year, will rebound nicely next year. I have no doubt about that. Shaughnessy is my Patriots marriage counselor. Why do he think Brady and Belichick couldn't stick it out a few more years as the most successful coach-quarterback combination in NFL history? I feel like the last year was just very unhappy. You know, the year that ended in the the quick wild card weekend playoff loss mm-hmm. that that Tom was not happy that year. He didn't like the offense around him, didn't like the weapons, the lack of weapons. And he felt abandoned and he didn't feel he was getting any kind of like extra credit or support given his track record here, that he was being treated like just another soldier, just another player. And then when his contract came up, there was nothing special thrown at his feet there. So I think he had had it. And I think Bill sold that to the owner who said, you know, we're done here. But I got to wonder now between Bob Kraft and Bill Belichick, what the conversations were like, given that they didn't really have anything. I mean, Jared Stidham was not the guy and Cam Newton was a last minute guy who didn't work out well. So it was one thing to let Brady go at the age of 43 with the money and wants to lock in two, three years to the guy. But given how things worked out in New England, you got to say, this, this was not a smart move. You're listening to a special episode of The GOAT, Tom Brady. We'll be back in a moment. This will be a unique Super Bowl. The Super Bowl site is usually the party city of the world in the week before the game. Not this year because of COVID. Raymond James Stadium seats around 66,000 fans, but only 14,500 tickets are being sold for the game. The NFL is also providing 7,500 free tickets to vaccinated healthcare workers. It's quite an accomplishment that the NFL played its entire 256 game regular season and three weeks of the playoffs without any games being canceled. A few were postponed and rescheduled during the regular season, but the NFL has made it all the way to the Super Bowl. And now it's Brady versus Mahomes, the best of all time versus the best of the current time. This is Gary Myers, and thanks so much for listening to bonus episode number five of The GOAT, Tom Brady. The GOAT, Tom Brady, is a production of Diversion Podcast in association with iHeartRadio. This season is written and hosted by me, Gary Myers. Executive producers Scott Waxman and Mark Francis for Diversion Podcast 
and Sean Titone for iHeartRadio. Story editing by Scott Waxman with editorial direction from John Tuttle. Editing, mixing, and sound design by Mark Francis. Archival research by Brianne Murphy. Verna Fields is our technical producer, and our director of marketing and business development is Jacob Bronstein. Special thanks to Oren Rosenbaum at UTA. Find Diversion on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Diversion Pods. And let us know, what do you think of the show? Send us your questions, your comments, and even your critiques. That's Diversion Pods on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Diversion Podcasts. 